It is Sunday the 13th of February 2022 and this is episode 408 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode of Digital Outbox. I am Chris and Ian is, is of course, with us. All right, good morning, Chris. We should have started this half an hour ago, but we've been talking about gadgets, we've been talking about games, and we've been talking about Stained from the 90s. <laughs> Classic podcast material that didn't make it into the podcast. Oftentimes, our most in- interesting conversations happen before we press the record button, but... Let's see if we can change. We're not going to be able to change that because the first story is uh, is, is Vodafone, uh, who are going to switch off uh, the UK 3G network by the end of 2023. Um, I think other people already announced this, but yeah, um, I, I again in another one of those kind of oh I'm older than I think I am moments. It's 20 years since we were speaking about 3G contracts and who was getting the good ones and the bad ones and. Uh, I remember three lost out on some of the good network coverage. It, yeah, it's just it feels like yesterday, and yet it was twenty years ago. And for me, I always remember the first iPhone, which, as you pointed out earlier, is always behind. But the first iPhone came out without three G, so it was just was it WAP? I think was the technology at the time. Yeah, WAP. And it was just painful compared to it was Edge and Edge and WAP. Yeah, and that's like that, right, Edge. Yeah. So it was painful when you. You know, the phone was great. Remember, Shaq had the, the first iPhone. It was great. You saw the apps on it. You were like, look at this. This is the future. Look how slow your internet is. You know, you just couldn't you couldn't hide how painful it was. But um, I would, the other surprising bit is that two there's still 2 million active handsets in the UK that are relying on 3G. 2 million active handsets are using it and areas of the UK that that is their only yes. connection to the network. So you know we it's this digital poverty isn't it we just move these things on and on and on and they never ever fill in the gaps so places like cornwall always get left with gaps and you know the welsh valleys places like that um but yeah still and what 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 vodafone are saying is get tech savvy kids and grandchildren to just nudge um parents who are on older handsets that they're going to have to do something about this um by the end of um 2023 it also shows a pace of change so 2016 3g network still carried 30 percent of the uk's data it's now carrying four and um, so it just shows you that that you know they are at the right tipping point to do this but two million yeah. in the digital you know as you call it digital poverty is, is a is a thing Oftentimes, the same places you don't get mobile signals are the same places you don't have broadband connections exactly. um, because they're difficult to reach there in hilly areas and it's expensive. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah, um, four and five is the way forward. They're more efficient technologies. They're also, you know, stating how environmentally friendly the newer ones are. But I guess that's quite a nice angle to take to encourage people at this stage. Uh, the other positive, they're doing this well ahead of the, you know, the, where they're intending to actually kill it. So, there's, you know, you've got 18 months to two years to, to hopefully try and get, and I'm, I'm assuming they're going to target the people, you know, with you know some text messages or something, you know, something that says you're a customer reliant on this service that is going to go. Yeah, and and as we get closer, I'm sure that'll become more urgent. Um, and I guess it's been a while since a um, a three G uh, was the kind of main selling point of a handset. So, you know, in our unfortunate throwaway and disposable world having a handset for five years is not really considered it's tenable really is it 
at the moment. I think the, the, the next one that I think will be probably cause a lot more noise is, is the change of landlines, you know, so moving on to being fully digital. Um, I, the new Virgin um, or modem hub thing that they sent through, it's actually got phone sockets because it's gone fully digital. So they're obviously planning ahead for, I think it's 2025, 2026, that flips over. The, the digital TV switchover didn't sort of garner that much noise around on the media. Um, however, I guess the kind of people that get affected by that, other people aren't really connected to make a, a shout and a scream anyway. It, it did around here. So there was lots of people mm. in Scotland that weren't in areas that could get signals. And even, bizarrely, in Glasgow, there was lots of, there was pockets of you could not get a digital signal. Anyway, uh, Chris is smiling because he's like, yeah, you, you, you tricked us <laughs> up now. You're cities of culture and you get you normally get the first oh, dibs you, on all the new technology. You, you get. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apple has um, basically been in the news quite a lot recently around their air tags and, and uh, the, there's been media news stories and stories around of people being... Um, stalked by having these air tags attached about their personal or their belongings without their knowledge um and this is obviously it's you know it's a it's a relatively big news story that uh, and and apple are sort of scrambling around about how do they how do they keep this technology alive which is useful technology whilst not allowing people to use it for you know intentions that, that that wasn't designed to cater for and even when this first came out i know that people were saying well this could be used by a stalker stalkers to find out where people live or where they're you know and, and, and we've seen other things where people you know criminals are potentially attaching it to things like cars to figure out where the car is and they could work out timings then on when it's good to steal it for example um apple obviously saying look this technology is not designed for these things they have warnings up front and you know use case that you, you cannot use it for that but that's not going to stop anyone who's with got a criminal mindset from using it for, for bad purposes um but they are coming up with some sort of solutions um or at least trying to make it less prone to misuse the, 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 and i guess it's a story in two parts so initially they brought out there you know, was a bit of a safety guide and a campaign and um, I think Apple Apple are probably victims of their own success here and that their, their size and scale means that although competitors have had these products out for years and there's not been the similar, you know, I guess, you know, PR stories and um, but they've made it easy. You just walk in, buy a tag, stick it anywhere and it works. Um, and I'm not saying that doesn't, you know, tile is exactly the same, but, but you have to you have to do more with tile and you need to kind of have an app and you know, this this all kind of works, you know, almost like a kind of mesh network or an iPhone. So that's the advantage they've got. Um, so initially it was a bit of kind of PR guides, etc. But I guess clearly they knew something else was dropping and there's some changes to how the features will work. Um, so both the AirTags themselves and it's called the Find My Network. So on, on iOS devices and on Macs, you've got an app called Find My and you can see, you know, people, you can see tags, you can see other devices. So if somebody nicks your MacBook, you can, you know, if it's been registered, when they connect elsewhere, it'll, up it'll pop and you'll be like, oh, it's little Johnny three doors down, he's got my MacBook. I'm going to stab him. Um, and I must... Or maybe ring the police yeah. um, and ask them to intervene. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Scotland. 
So, um, wow. So, so there's no, there's going to be like, and again, it's a bit gentle around the changes. So it's like new privacy warnings, alerts, documentations. But it's also looking and investigating potentially for a later release. You know, making some changes to the alerts and sound around how the actual tool works and you know how it tells you. Um, it's also been working with law enforcement because um, they are getting ear tag related requests as well. Um, where where this what this sounds and what it feels like is that there's no immediate way to solve this problem this problem is inherent in the way everything works because ultimately you can attach this tag to somewhere and it tells you where that tag is um and there's no immediate solution otherwise they would think about and bringing it out they are what they're doing effectively is working towards and like you say it's not available yet but working towards alerting someone better when the, a device is found to be following them around and it's not their device um so that you can if in that position you can use the uh, pinpoint sort of technology so it, it has a kind of it's in this rough area but then obviously the owner of the tag can really pinpoint in where that tag is uh, and they're, they're saying you know obviously a third party that it's following around can use that technology they're saying that the beeps and noises that these things make can be adapted to better alert you where they are because they've had some messaging issues where there's a false positive and therefore people are being told that they're being followed by a tag when actually they're not uh, and obviously and and if they then get that message on your phone it's quite alarming you look around for a tag and can't find it and it gives you that sense of worry and stress yeah. even though actually it's not it's not the case um so there's some wording and some stuff uh, I, yeah, I don't think this is a solvable problem. I think it may end up being more of a uh, a PR issue for Apple than it's worth, and they may well pull these. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the, the, the people were getting unknown accessories detected and were instantly thinking, "There's an ear tag near me," and what it was was AirPods. Um, so they're going to. But even that, why are they following you around there? It's, weird, but it's just it? the way Find My works. So it's like it's another it's another Apple product that that you can register. Um, so I think there's things they can do, and, and I'm guessing they know how much has been, you know, fed back to them from either law enforcement or legitimate cases. Because it's, I think you're right. The PR side of this, it's, it's. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's easy to dismiss it as it's just PR. But Apple have picked up the smell around this, whereas other companies who have had tracking devices for years haven't. Because it's not all pervasive no. in the same way, you know, and and it's it's not you know it's not immediately available to everybody. Um, yeah, I, I agreed. It's just yeah, it's it's peaked over a kind of threshold value, and that's what's making everyone. It gets into the media basically, isn't it? And then everyone has an opinion. Um, but I do think there's something that they you know ultimately they don't want to um, allow an easy you know stalking situation to fight. You know, no. Especially with the privacy focus that they 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 you know they've yeah, hammered just... for what three four years now about how privacy focused they are, all it's going to take is for you know an actual court case or a victim or somebody to be injured, yeah. die, you know, attacked, and it'll come out. Well, I just placed five of these devices around and I was able to track the car. Yeah, I went to a pub and just and I went home after yeah. having just strapped these things onto because the, there was you know talk of. There's things being sellotaped onto the insides of bags and stuff so like I, that. So I, I, nice. I travelled for the first time um, over there last week and I just stuck it in my suitcase. Um, and, and this is totally daft. And I know I should just put a sticker in my suitcase. I thought, see when, it, see, see when I put something, you know, check something to hold, see when it's going around the, the revolving whatever 
I'm always like, how do I know that's mine? Because there's lots of people with this grey Samsonite case. How do I know that's mine? And I got out fine my, and I could see it coming off the plane, and I could see it getting <laughs> loaded on, and I could see oh, it coming right, yeah. towards me, and I thought, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Facebook um, has, for the first time, I don't know if it's ever, eight, it is, it's ever. 18, yeah, first yeah, yeah. time ever, has seen a daily active user rate fall. Um, we're not talking a tremendous, massive fall, but it absolutely sent uh, stock stocks and shares into to, well meltdown 20 percent slump in in a few hours basically it was like a cliff edge and yeah wiped um 200 billion dollars so 150 odd billion quid off of the valuation of the company uh just because they i mean we we spoke previously about how a load of the facebook users are kind of fake users anyway maybe developer accounts being set up and they've been trying to get rid of those or manage them but but equally, the reason they're reticent and reluctant to do it is because as soon as you say there's a lessened uh, daily active users, they lose 20% of their valuation. It's nuts. Um, and I guess that there's, there's two or three other things all at the same time. So, you know, they've rebranded themselves as Meta. Um, they're going after Metaverse and, you know, you know VR, AR, the next big thing. They, they don't want to be behind on that. Um, some of the figures, you know, so as well as that drop in, in like active daily users, um, they're 98% reliant on adverts for money. And, you know, mm. that's, you know Google's 81%. You know, so it's a real, you know, we always, I always, you know, if I'm being really, you know, you know, cheeky, you'd say Google's just an ad firm. It's not a search company, it's an ad firm. Um, but, but Facebook, 98% of the revenue is based on adverts. And the hit from Apple and how they've changed the privacy settings has actually really dampened what they can make off that, you know, the, the iOS platform. Um, and if you look, um, I'm just having a look just to try and see. There was something. Was it about? Was it 10 billion? Was the amount that they've lost in the last quarter round or this last year because of their investment in um, their investment in the kind of metaverse side of things? So that is, you know, they're burning money to try and make sure that they've they are number one in that space. Yeah, because where you know. Google does have its hardware side and its its you know um, hardware infrastructure and cloud computing side and all those kind of things. Facebook really doesn't have that side of their business, so it like it is Facebook is Facebook at the moment, and like say Meta is a big play to go elsewhere. They've got their Oculus and um, whatnot now, but it's it's still yeah it's like say it's so much reliance on that advertising and if people are going away that's why the shareholders get a bit nervous um especially as it's it's a lot of young people young minds going away from that service and obviously it's you need new young people to come in to feed that data going going forward absolutely and a call an all an all hands call and um, zuckerberg pointed out that they have to focus on short form video he didn't call out tiktok but he called out tiktok um so they're losing traffic but that might be horse bolted type thing you yep. know because short short form video ha it's been around in a weird you know like periscope came out and there was a couple of other services even before that which was like oh, that's, what's the point of that but tiktok nailed it right yeah. it, ju it showed that we just didn't understand what it was and the tiktok definitely nailed that they've nailed it um because it's like there was snapchat there's vine you know, there's been a few of them where it, yeah. you know you think they're but but tiktok for whatever reason you know is 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 just you know boomed um, that's where the youth is. Youth's not on Facebook. Facebook is a 
and and weirdly, just you know, and again, it's just it's more anecdotal thing. And working Friday, you know, you know, with with Jack, Jack's you know not had a Facebook account. He's still got Instagram, but he's not had an active Facebook account for I don't know three four years. Um, a younger chap was in the office, and he's like, no, nope, the only reason we, me and my wife, have a Facebook account is and um, we keep up to date with a Facebook local group. Facebook's dull. It's boring. Why do what it and, and it was his words. It's just all. It's just all old farts. I'm not interested in seeing any of that. And it was. It was because he's in his late twenties, you know. So he yeah. he sees that as just a almost like a dead platform. Um, not saying that's universal. What what where people are, but you you would never have heard that five years ago, six years ago. Um, and I think that's just where there's a there is a change. And I I think. No, that's 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 why they are pivoting. That's why they changed the name to Meta. They need to do something different. I, I said last week, uh, whenever I go to my Facebook feed now, I get fed an awful lot of adverts, and and quite often I see news stories from friends and family that were a two days out of date and mm. were time dependent, and therefore absolutely pointless for me to see them now, and actually quite annoying. So that's that's a frustration as well. Um, Nvidia is uh, calling off its acquisition of ARM. It's just too heavily got wound into the regulations too many monopolies and mergers commission reports and issues to things and so basically they cannot um combine the two companies without actually uh you know uh the, the, those merger issues being sort of too great to make it worthwhile so they've pulled off and arm of sort of said okay well we'll probably have to do an ip uh, an ipo um to instead of that merger so that'll be our back out plan for where we're going to go with our company uh, and off the back of that there um i think it's their chief exec is he legged it because he basically in a statement he said I, I can't be bothered with the stress i'm too i'm over this i'm going away and uh yeah so it's quite i thought that's quite an interesting bit of honesty from a ceo um but yeah that's that's kind of the state of things so arm and not going to get bought up by nvidia and it was a huge, I mean, it was a potentially huge deal to give Nvidia so much power, and I think that's why it's just failed to kind of, you know, get across these regulatory, you know, hurdles. Uh, it just have been, you know, too much power with one firm. So it's Simon Sigars Seegers leaving, um, and Rennie Rene Haas is going to take over the yoke, putting some names to people. But yep, that's not happening. Uh, in the UK, the uh, regulators are, or well, the government is reviving its plans to put age checks on access to porn um, on the internet. Now it says to UK-based porn, but I don't know. I, I don't know how and what regulations and what they can put in place for uh, other countries where where these services are. But equally, there's they've revived it without i mean it, it got killed maybe i can't remember is it two or three years I was ago going to say, but, every two or three years we seem to hear this and then it gets dropped because of the technical difficulties yeah. um of doing it and it's not just technical it's technical privacy and yeah data security issues around how do you do this uh, and they've never really got rid of that i guess because it's a solvable problem to have a a third party age verification you know token access type support but um there are definite privacy issues around um you know that where does that data live who owns that data and and how do you tie the two together um so yeah october 2019 it was dropped and it was a 2015 conservative manifesto pledge so we've probably yeah. been we've been through like you know two or three news cycles of we're going to do this we're going to do this and it's back again we're going to do this and um, seemed to be a bit more 
uh, specific this time because they, were, they weren't just saying um, online porn. They then called out things like OnlyFans. They called out Reddit. So they said if you're accessing Reddit, you'll probably ask you now to confirm you're over 18, which is... Um, it's just there were certain sites that they called out. It was like, hmm, this this could get really difficult again because yeah, where does it's yeah. such a grey, murky area? Yeah, because yeah. there's some podcasts that you shouldn't listen to if you're, you know, under eighteen. So they're going to start saying if you want to listen to podcasts, you know, if I yeah, and, how, and how do you do all that? Yeah, yeah. it just I, and I think this is where I think this is because the, the problem last time was that that what how do they technically do it? And even this time, they're kind of calling out, well, there's a number of ways we could do it. We could do it through credit cards. We could even do it through facial recognition to prove that you are. And you're like, where's <laughs> where's that getting stored? Because that was the issue last time. We stored that information. Yep. Yeah, who owns it yeah. and who ties everything together? And that information is quite powerful for, uh, you know, like privacy and, um, yeah, and just safety and blackmail and things like that. So it's just, um, it, it yeah. It would almost be easier. Um and it was the same. We talked about this through COVID when we started having like NHS apps and COVID passports. It would almost be easier just to come out and say, actually, now's the time. Modern society, we're going to have a, a you know some sort of digital you know passport wallet that securely holds these things as a UK citizen. And I'm not saying I'm all for it. But there's that. a lot of cost. There's a lot of cost around doing that, and there that's is. why they're not, government aren't keen to do that. What they're what they're effectively doing is saying, right, we're just going to regulate that it has to have to do this and it's your problem to deal with um but yeah i mean say it's it hasn't ever fallen off the government's agenda it's just they just haven't found a way to solve it and i guess by putting it back onto their agenda again it just sees whether the technology's moved on enough to be able to do that now uh samsung had uh their event the um is it was is the unpacked they They always call it unpacked now i don't know when they first started saying about unpacked it feels strange it's not stuck for me it's uh, that's not something that rings true to me but they've got all their new um well version 22s basically um but this is s22 so they're kind of a lot of the stuff they've been announcing is iterative but then again the phone market is iterative now it's not it's not the revolution it says, but it's equal. It's not a different model with different like um, sort of um, dimensions, things like that. It's, it's, it is more just about bumping up the camera a bit, bumping up you know the underlying memory a bit, um, and they're still sticking around that kind of um, eight hundred dollars to twelve hundred dollar kind of price mark for their various different sizes. But they are they <clears throat> so they've got their Galaxy S twenty two, the S twenty plus and i think is there an s22 ultra as well there is uh, so which which is kind of going back more towards that galaxy note with the little stylus that came with that so yeah. it's more along those kind of lines but you're right um, in that they're, they're almost like the same phone but just different sizes and slightly different specs against each one and i guess that that is what's going to happen with phones because ultimately it's waiting for the software to do what it needs to do um but they did also come out with um so as well as these big ultra phones going back to that kind of note capability which a lot of people did you know it's almost it was the start of the fablet wasn't it that that, that kind of they kicked that off because everyone said why would you ever do that but actually it turned out to be quite popular but they're also doing the galaxy tab ultra so this is an sa ultra and this is a 14.6 inch oled screen tablet i mean that's like carrying a tv around with you right Oh, is that not the same size as your MacBook screen? 
14 inch. Might be, yeah. So it's, you know, it's a big old chunk it's of. A big, of it's a big screen, uh, and and so I've got the 12. Oh, what is it? 12.9, I think, is the iPad Pro size. Which is already a big device. It's right? a big. It's a big device, and there's been lots of people saying, yeah, it's 12.9. There's been lots of people saying it'd be great if that was bigger. You know, 15, 16, 17. You know, big. And and I'm like. I get what you're saying, but there's a there's a certain cutoff point where you're like, I'm not I'm not willing to carry this anymore because it's just got so it's, it's like your 17 inch laptops. You had to, you know, it's a, it's a you had to have a specialist need for I think needing that size of laptop because it was big. You know, you needed a big bag for your big laptop. Yeah, you definitely needed a bag that was yeah. going to accept. You couldn't. Yeah, it was. It's substantially bigger than the 15 inch. Yeah, it's it, it and it everything just feels heavier and bulky. But then again, I love that size, so maybe I don't know. So I, there's something in it, but equally, a tablets still a thing, especially Android tablets. They're trying to obviously make them a thing again. So I, I still think there is a a tablet market. I still love that iPad that I've got. Um, bizarrely, I think it's now four years old, three and a half years old. Um, they hold on quite well, don't and, they? And just it's, there's nothing it can't really do. There's you know. The model that came out last year, the screen on it is, is you know, there's a step above. It's like, it's like you know, once you start moving into OLED with your TVs, you see the same difference on the screens on, on the iPad. You know, you, your, your darks are proper darks and it looks, the HDR content looks, you know, bob on. Um, so I think, I think there's, I still think, you know, and, and again, speaking for myself here, I still think there's a market for tablets. Um, I'm debating right now. We were well, the five minutes we had just before this, we, we started doing the, the, the pod. We were talking about it around. You know, you picked up the MacBook last year, and it is, you know, it's like the perfect device. It's like so powerful and a laptop, and you can take it anywhere. But there's still times where I want that screen just to be detached away from a keyboard. So yeah, I was gonna say the the, the extra power. You know, I was just thinking an iPad with the, all the kind of latest chip sets that they've got going on would be, again, a, such a powerful beast. But equally, then I think sometimes there it's limited by the interface and the need, you know, well, the touch screen. By, uh, the biggest limitation on iPad, I know we're going to go down a rabbit hole, so I'll, I'll try and stop it quickly. Um, it's iPad OS. So Mac OS is so much more powerful. And people would always argue that app ecosystem and iOS, you know, is, is killing the Mac. But you can now run most of the, you know, the, the, you know, M1 architecture and, and that's all sitting on Mac now. You've got all those apps if you want it. And the Mac OS is so still so much more powerful than iPad OS, which is still on a really slow incremental drip feed of we'll let you do this little bit. Even external display support, which is which which you've got the same chipset set that's in the Mac. It's the software that's stopping it. That's the frustration round Three years ago, four years ago, you could say, right, the iPad's letting you do X, Y, and Z. I can't do it on a Mac. It's an Intel, blah, 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 battery life poor, blah, blah, blah. That's all gone. So so it's like, it's pretty frustrating. This is it's purely software or internal, I guess, strategy decisions that are holding that platform back now. So maybe a, maybe a hole for Android to sort of sneak into there, mm. and say these devices are doing the all kind of modern clever things of you know it's a 120 hertz refresh rate screen, but it's able to dial itself right back to sort of 10 hertz. If you don't need that refresh rate, it just saves so much energy and and uh, you know wasted you know scans of the screen. So yeah, brilliant. Um, so yeah, 
if you wanna if you're in the market for Samsung devices, it's sort of good time of year for you. And, and, um, and we maybe underplay Samsung a little bit because yeah. you, you're 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 an Android user, not Samsung. I'm iOS. My work device is a Samsung device, um, and and for me they're fine. I find I, I, I'll, I still find Android difficult to use compared to iOS, and I know that's just because it's not what I'm used to. Um, but these devices, I mean, when you look at the, if you look at the Samsung phone now, it's just all screen. I mean, it just looks like a screen. There is nothing else to the front of it at all now. Um, yep. Just a little, little hole, a little cut out for a camera. And like, like you say, for some people, the you know these Samsung events and the announcements are their big phone announcements of the yes. year. But it, we just neither of us are in that, no. you know, which is why we so yeah, like you say, we undersell it slightly. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas has come for you if you are a Samsung <laughs> ecosystem user. YouTube videos can now be watched live with friends using Google Duo. So, so this is other, and this is other odd bit that I can't figure out why this happens. I don't know if this is. Remember, there was all the stuff. Was it three, four, five years ago? Samsung was going to leave Android and leave Google and do its own thing, and I, and I think it was about two, three years ago that all that they all they were all happy families again. So every unpacked. There's a new feature that comes out from Google that comes to Samsung first, which doesn't make sense when you own all the Android platforms, you own YouTube, you own Pixel Buddy brand and phones, but your competitor gets something first. So this is a um, basically remote parties. It was seen for like Disney Plus and other, and I mm-hmm. I have never used any of them. We've always covered them. And I'm like I have got no interest in watching something. I can get it with like a sports game and I don't know maybe 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 the youth are watching like the last episode of Boba Fett together and getting all geeky excited about it I don't know it just you know is it a thing that's taken off during Covid it's probably for people who have friends oh <laughs> do, do you know all through my little rant there I could see in your face that you had the perfect kind of like I'm going to get you and you did <laughs> I'm the same. I've never. Ah. To be honest, if I'm watching a film, I want to be watching a film, right? Yeah. I don't want to be like somebody like, wearing my tweeting and chatting and yeah. doing all these things on the side. I'm watching that film. Yeah, and yeah. I, 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 can, I almost I could get it for like a rewatch, or I could get it for more for that kind of thing. Like, like if like I can get almost like a family saying, "When it's great to watch the Indiana Jones films together," you know, like that kind of thing, rather than the it's the last episode of Boba Fett, and I want to just you know take it in without the Star Wars geek sitting next to me going you know <laughs> oh i think you'll find in season one exactly. episode three shut up so yeah sorry <laughs> I don't, yeah shut it it's a nice <laughs> close down um apple has come out with their solution to the netherlands ruling that dating apps could not be uh, walled into apple's payment system and must be available to pay outside of that and so Apple, rather than taking the spirit of that and allowing other people to make payments within their ecosystem, said, this is going to muck everything up. So we're going to do the absolute minimum we have to legally. We're going to make the situation status quo. We are going to now charge dating apps, specifically 20%, uh, 27% commission. Uh, and then you can go ahead and add your own payment model, even though we don't agree with it. We don't like it. And we think it's going to add insecurity and data privacy issues. Um, so screw you. Um, uh, we're going to do this as a minimum thing that we can get away with legally. And then that's going to dump, every, you know, dating apps on app service are going to be horrible. Um, and yeah, we'll try and get this turned over in the court. 
This is the kind of ugly, greedy side of Apple that that rears its head, probably more than it should do for me. Um, you know, they're the biggest company, they make the most money, and they're still wanting the thirty percent because you use their their hardware, and that's and that's about that sticks with me around this. Um, so I, I don't want to go into. I mean, we've not. I don't think we did cover maybe like the, this this Dutch trial and. Netherlands are forcing Apple. We touched on. Yeah, so Netherlands are forcing Apple to, to basically you must provide an alternative payment model for dating apps. Um, Apple are complying, as you've just said, Chris, by doing the bare minimum, and it's a way they're doing it. Um, so it's like you know, it's twenty seven percent, not thirty percent. So and and if you look around, it looks like there's no other payment providers that will do, you know they'll cover that three percent. It's it's usually like four, five, six percent. So again, it's, it's it's Apple and Google did this in South Korea, so it's not just Apple. But Google did it in South Korea and said twenty six percent rather than twenty seven. So there's a there's a there's a pattern here, um, but I still don't get why there's. I mean, they're they're obviously wanting to fight the fight on this. I I thought they'd have rolled over by now and said, you know what, we've been taking thirty percent now for 15, 16 years. It made sense year one, made sense year five. Doesn't make sense now. It's now going to be fifteen percent or twenty percent, something that feels more, you know. And it's such a streamlined, integrated, and easy thing for yep. developers to put in place that they would still choose to use that exactly. service over and above anything else. Yep. The, the but the without the ability for people to use other payment providers, there is nothing to make Google or Apple work on the efficiency of that process uh, and be kept honest with it and, and the, which is exactly why we're seeing these rulings coming out saying no it's not on that you can just define this and you block everything else from that competition um now like i say the irony of it is i think if they just chopped their fees uh, and like aimed for efficiency they would still retain all of that same traffic and yes it chops a, a bit into their margin um but ultimately it's not going to live forever no and, and there's 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 two or three different angles you could look at this so so yes, yes, developers are using their platform to sell their goods, but why they think that then means they can, they they are they are owed the thirty percent, and that's the language of viewed elsewhere. You know, if we don't get our money this way, we'll get it another way because that's our mm. money. We don't have that in the Mac, you know. We don't have that in other platforms, and uh, we don't have other vendors doing the same logic. So if you were Cisco selling some network switches and said, right, all that traffic that goes over the network switches and you're making money off it, we need our 30%. You don't see the telcos, you don't see like um, Vodafone turning around and saying, right, Amazon, you know, you've just sold that book for a tenner and it was on a mobile device on, on and it's using our traffic, so we're going to take 30%. Yeah, you're right. And that's the bit that I think really, I really struggle with Apple digging their heels in around us saying that that's our money. It's not our, it's not your no. money now and, and they also say it's expensive to run and to keep secure all these things which I'm sure it's extremely expensive but I just want to point to their bank account which is so much money creaking out of it yeah. that they don't know what to do exactly. with it so it's obviously not costing them as much as they're getting for doing it no um and I just I, as I said there's just there's so many bits of the argument that it just falls away that that I, I just cannot believe they're willing to I mean iOS would not have taken off if developers had looked at that and said, actually, Android's a better place. We're all going Android. You know, Microsoft Mobile didn't fail because it was a bad platform. It failed because 
it was costly, but they didn't have the third parties. Even though they tried to buy in third party apps, they were too late. They'd lost the market share, and apps were elsewhere. But there's a but there is a there's a duopoly here. There's Android and there's iOS. That's your two options. Um, I can't I I can't the bit I don't get. I cannot see this going anywhere else apart from being you know regulated. Governments will now start to step in and go. This is not right. You're too powerful. Mm. You're making too much money. And these are utilities. You know, there's we, we could. I, I guess you could argue what is a utility, what is not. These are. You know, if you look at how, I mean, some countries are solely dependent on either Android or iOS. I mean, that's their main. You know, particularly if you look into like you know, I, I guess countries where we wouldn't expect it, like Africa, where you don't have big, you know, you know, um, you know, established infrastructure. Mobile is the big thing, and these two companies are are almost got unilateral control over what they do uh, i am i'm amazed and it's as i said we've just talked we've just praised how apple's products are amazingly designed and they're you know aspirational and people want them this is a really ugly side where you're nickel and diamond developers um and interestingly well it was microsoft there was one more bit so there was one, one more yeah, bit okay. and I know, I know i'm getting ranting the bit that was the worst for me was this the text that they've been, they're forcing these developers to put up now. So all purchases in this app will be managed by a developer. Your stored app store payment method and related features such as subscription management and refund requests will not be available. Only purchases through the app store are secured by Apple. And the title of that whole modal form is this app does not support the app store's private and secure payment system. So basically saying you're going to something that's insecure you know, and not private, but they don't do that for Amazon right now. They don't do it for anything bought through Safari right now. They don't do it for Uber. Mm-hmm. So there's already these, it's, it's almost like the big players that they know they can't affect by this are turning a blind eye. And it's back to the, you're, you're actually hammering these small developers. And I, I know some of the dating apps aren't small companies, you know, so I'm not, not conflating that. But you see the text on it, you're like, that is ridiculous. And have to do a whole of reporting. And have to do, I mean, if you were a, if you were, you know, a Dutch developer right now, you'd be like, well, there's no, there's no chance of me doing this. It's going to cost me another 10, 15, 20% of my profit to do this. I'm not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, and that's the whole point. And and I guess, they, like they said, they've done the minimum ahead of their appeal being heard. So maybe well, they've got a view to changing that after. I, I, should maybe, I should maybe have just put it in. The Dutch regulators have already said they're disappointed with this and they've refined them again. And they're going to keep fining mm. them. I think until they get to 50 million euros and they are threatening their next stage will be, it will go to the whole of Europe. It won't just be Dutch. So, But interestingly, like I say, Microsoft, um, they've just bought Activision Blizzard, which we talked about last time for billions, 68.7, 70 odd billion dollars. And they are trying to fly this regulatory and monopolies and mergers commission and, you know, competition commission loophole. And they they have got plenty of experience of this over their years. We were talking about sort of Microsoft bleak days of their operating system on the mobile phone sort of failing and all that kind of stuff. They were definitely, that was definitely a sort of trough in Microsoft. Since then, they've opened up made things easier and everywhere and haven't sort of tried to tie people into anything. And that's seen them take an amazing recovery um, sort of trajectory back up again. And they're doing that now with their sort of, uh, with their own apps and games subscription services. They're changing sort of the way it operates to make sure that 
these purchases are not seen as being protectionist and trying to bring everything hidden away. They're saying these things are going to be available outside of our ecosystem as well. Uh, and this is very much seen as a them trying to say preempt some of these regulatory and try and stay off of the political agenda. Um, and, you know, as a non um, social media kind of company, really, they have remained under the radar for a bit and they've been enjoying that a uh, bit of anonymity and therefore you know they're just seen as that reliable big firm that does a lot of jobs and and we want to keep there and is doing okay again so yeah they, this is definitely preemptive around um how do they um how do they do these mergers and and without sort of attracting attention it feels more open more honest and more yeah to and fro on there which actually is a good thing and they want to avoid you know what happens with an explorer and you know, being forced to, to to have pop-ups to pick different browsers, and and I think they've you know they've they've been bitten more than I guess some of the other tech companies around regulation. So, no, know what can come of it, um, and and I think there's one big caveat, which which but in principle I thought these were really good. You know, so it's taken these open principles from the ones that have already got in Windows, and we've talked about how in Windows Store they're they are probably running the most open store out there right now. You know, they're trying to, if you want to use a different payment method, fill your boots. If, you know, we want to take a cut, you know, they're, they're wanting it to be the, it's a marketplace for, for Windows apps. And if you want to use their methods, here's the cost. If you don't, you know, crack on. Um, you know, so we will not require developers in our app store to use our payment system to process in-app payments. We will not require developers in our app store to provide more favorable terms in our app store than in other app stores. We will not disadvantage developers if they choose to use a payment processing system other than ours, or if they offer different terms and conditions in other app stores. And that's they might as well have put Apple's exactly. like thirteen point four slash B yeah, in there. Yeah, mind because they. they they constantly say, you know, you cannot sell this anywhere, you cannot do it cheaper anywhere else, you cannot offer better, um, and you will you will use our, our, our you know our cost. But the the caveat is not for Xbox. Um, so I guess you know, and and because you, you could argue from an app store perspective, they're in a you know they're not an Apple, they're not a Google, um, you know market share wise and what they're processing. So they are trying to do something different. Xbox, they're saying we won't, you know, we will, we cannot do that today, but they'll look to close the gaps over time. So what they have come out with though is a they are trying to be more honest and open with consumers about how do you cancel your subscription and if you especially for those users who aren't using it so they obviously have the monitoring around who has an active subscription has done for years but is not actually using the service in any way and they've said we will go and notify those people that they need they can can cancel we will offer refunds to accidental um sort of um accidental resubscribes which which people don't want to do and we're going to offer um, pro rata, dis, you know, uh, cancellation ability, you know, in situations as well. So if you sign up to 12 months and you are choose after two months that you don't want to do it, they will have options for pro rata. So whilst they're not able to offer those same things that they're talking about in their app store, uh, they are trying to, again, put off some of the, the sniping at their heels by saying these things and also highlighting that a lot of the software that they've bought will be available on other platforms. It's not going to be solely locked into their own ecosystem. Yeah, so they're, they're making a really big, I was going to say something does, but making a really big bit of noise around Collegy because um, that is the that is probably the, 
big, the big, you know, title that from a Sony perspective on PlayStation, they're like, you know, if we lost that, what would it, what would it look like? Um, but you're right, the Xbox subscription news all came out thanks to UK's um, Competition and Markets Authority, but they've agreed to do this worldwide, you know, so if you, if you don't use Xbox Live and you're paying for it, we'll tell you and we'll cancel it. And that's that's really positive because I, I can't I can't think of many other companies that I would openly say, you know, yeah, you're subscribing to this. We know you're not using the service. We're going to kill it and offer you a refund. Um, no, it's yeah, it's there's. I don't think I've ever seen that myself. No, I mean, they I mean, quite like to keep all that quiet and yeah, tucked away. I mean, no, we know there'll be lots of people that have paid for Netflix and not used it in the last year, or they've, you know, they've. You know, their, their kids were using Disney at one point and then they've just stopped using it because there's no no great show on it in the last 12 months. You know, whatever, there's, there's loads of examples. You know, you know, Amazon Prime. And I guess Amazon Prime's a difficult one because you might never watch the TV service, but you order something from Amazon every, you know, three days. Yeah. You know, so... I get an email every now and again telling me there's things on Amazon Prime that I'm not using, like their basic music subscription and yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. But yeah, equally, yeah, it's hard to split out and say you're you're only using part of that. But anyway, um, Sony uh, in a sort of move that was seen as, I guess, reactive to the market has bought um, Bungie. So as a 3.6 billion deal. Um, uh, but for the Bungie studio, obviously Bungie famous originally for creating Halo. So they obviously they were a, a Microsoft um, sort of owned, um, but they've moved away from Halo. They moved over to Destiny 2 and that is now what they're majorly famous for. And Destiny 2 has been a, a worldwide successful phenomena and uh, Sony have purchased it again though their their statements apply uh, you know around these this transaction has said it's going to be you know it doesn't mean destiny 2 is not going to be available on other platforms we're not ring walling it and ring fencing it but they are saying that there are some other properties that bungie were working on um that we will see and they will they could well be sony exclusive obviously you want to get something out of your 3.6 billion but i guess it was also looking around the market and what hasn't microsoft already hoovered up well bungie so let's go grab them uh, yeah and this is uh... I think Sony, I've said elsewhere, they're looking for these kind of live service type games. So like your Fortnite or, you know, where Destiny's ended up where it's almost a, you know, it's a X number of years. It's a persistent play. It's almost like pay to play. Uh, Warcraft, another example. Um, I think they said that within the next six years, they want to have 10 titles like that. It's on their platform. And separately, they did follow up and say their new IP which they've been working on for, I think they've said three or four years now, and they hope to launch either, I think it's either late next year or 2024, would come to other platforms as well. So it wouldn't just be a Sony exclusive, but that could mean PC. Okay. You know, there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot, you know, that could mean mobile. You know, it doesn't mean it's going to sit on Xbox. So, you know, we know there's, you know, that, you know definitely Microsoft are buying things, um, you know, to make sure, you know, so Game Pass, I guess for what, and I'm seeing Game Pass. It's probably more the Xbox platform. The biggest pop is always you've not got enough exclusives. Um, and if you look at market share in games, Sony's still bigger than Microsoft for studios that they own. But they've almost done it a bit by stealth in the way they kind of call them first party, you know, first party studios as if like you know they're, they're, they could still launch elsewhere, but they won't launch an Xbox. You know, they might launch, you know, so you know, you'll see like Horizon Zero Dawn will appear on PC after two years. You know, and there's other titles like that. God of War appeared on 
PC after two years. Um, yeah. But that's just another revenue stream. It's not then giving it to the Yeah, it's once it dries up yeah. on the original source, yeah. 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 So it's, it's again, we've just seen massive consolidation. There's probably going to be more. You know, it's like there, there will be more studios, I think, will just end up in, you know, EA, you know, EA, Take-Two, Microsoft, Sony. You know, it just feels... I mean, I almost feel like setting up a game studio and not even <laughs> releasing any game. I might get bought up for a billion money. You never, you never know. Is this just like some? Is this the equivalent to a crypto scam? You just stand up a, stand up a, or a, or a health firm in a that, that happens to be a I don't know shipping container firm or something. But yeah, I've I've got PPE to sell. Yeah, <laughs> I got my buddy to buy it. Um, Wordle. Since we last spoke to you, Wordle has exploded and now has been uh, sold. So in probably a single-handed um, uh, in. Th- it's raised the enthusiasm for building apps again i think just this one sort of news story we're around this 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 game that was developed um and uh he just a daily game to play and it just sparked the imagination of users and it went viral basically uh we saw a massive raise raise in popularity and now the new york times has bought the company and so it will become a new york times property um, yeah, and it's moved over already. So it's now moved under the into the the New York Times domain. They've changed the logo a little bit. I think there was some problems moving people's streak over. Um, but yeah, it's moved. I, I I I still love the whole concept, which is just five minutes of doing the same shared thing with everybody else that's playing it. Um, you know, it's already. They are though doing multiple games per day, having well, you know, the, I still have the concept of one main one, but I think it's already. Be, I, I think I some didn't of the. I realise doing multiple a day. Mm, they're going to unlock for uh, so people who like the puzzles can do more of them. Ah, uh, okay. So, so yeah, it's just they're already going in that direction of how can we maximize this and unfortunately for me that will dilute some of the the excitement around it which was that everyone was doing this one thing and it was a very clever way of sharing in a visual way that just sparked everyone's imagination because i saw you i like everyone else saw someone like you sharing it on twitter these colored blocks with just the link below it it's almost clickbait to click in and then you say oh that's really really clever and it was such a, a simple simple idea that just spread spread like wildfire and we've seen we've seen you know we've seen not competitors but alternatives around prime numbers um just doing maths almost oh there's blatant million rip-offs now yeah. and obviously the tweaks and uh, around it so yeah i just, but... I just said one to you the day which was around um borders geographical Worldle. yeah geographical borders so you, you just get an outline and it tells you how far away from the place you are and a direction of where you need to go um, and my geography is not strong enough to, to, to do that kind of game um, but yeah I still enjoy doing that as a little daily like right. and, and it's also get a bit of joy out of you know so there's there's you and Dave so there's like three of us doing a little kind of and I, I think you said you share your family as well around doing it as well but yeah. can I look at it and go what was their starting word how what, what? you know and, and just and I don't spend hours looking at it it's just a couple of minutes of like oh yeah I can see what they've done there you know and you can figure out because you know the word, you can figure, you can yeah. work backwards. But then there's sometimes I look at it and go, "What were you thinking? What were you, what were you doing?" <laughs> yeah, it's and you can see the frustration ones where they're oh, the same letters. You, there's about six different combinations, I, and I you think, don't get the right it, one. It, yeah. I can't remember which one of us had the kind of 
we had four green blocks for like four in a row and a different yeah. white one in the middle. It was like, ah. Yeah, very frustrating. So yeah, it sparked sparked a yeah a lot of interest, and like I say, it's I, I think developers out there kind of got that buzz of oh, they, you could still make a mm. you can still do something that's viral because in the olden days it used to be you just put out what was it the far apps onto the app and, and and then you'd have loads of people download it because there wasn't too much going on. But now with so many different apps and developments out there and big players in the market it's hard to make a splash in it but it proves it with the right idea at the right time done in the right way uh, and they and they say the implementation of that was just so clever that it just yep sparked the imagination and initially i was quite negative about and it's like ah oh, it's been bought ah you know these mm. you know you can't have nice things but fair play to the you know the so so george wardle who who made wardle and <laughs> um, which probably <laughs> sounds yeah so he's a He's a software engineer. I think he works for Reddit. I think he's a I think he's a software engineer for Reddit. Um, you know, he got a seven finger payoff for this, and so fair play because you because you actually generated and created something, you know, that that actually plays really well. Um, and I do think, and at the end of the day, at least you know it's it's going to be there. You can you can go and find it in GitHub and put your own one together and. Um, yeah, you know, so it's at some point I think... an equivalent will always be free and available because exactly. someone will always make that free version, yeah. uh, even if they do tuck the other one behind the paywall, which they said they're not going to do for the time being. They haven't said yeah. forever, but for the moment they're just going to leave it open. And, and you, you don't know; it's maybe one of these ones where, as less people start to play it, that little bit of the buzz you get from it will just become a chore. You know, be, you know, I, I I still do buzz with friends, but just with a couple of people. You know, it's not, I don't go in randoms or anything. Uh, and So, we'll see. There you go. We will see. And we will see in our next podcast because that's the end of this one. Um, digitaloutbox.com is our website if you want to find out more about us and what we do. Info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to email us. Twitter is digitaloutbox. I'm on Twitter as CheesyUK. Ian, where do we find you? Um, Noahsark.com because it's so wet here in Glasgow. That's what I need. Um, so, no, <laughs> uh, iandick.com. Iandick.com. Very good. Thank you very much for getting this far and listening in. Um, we will talk to you again on the next one. Ta-da. See you next time. Bye-bye. Cut that out because I've no idea why I said that. <laughs> it was du, 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 to the next time. Du, 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 du. No, du, 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 to the next time. I'll just keep that bit in, but. <laughs> <laughs>